0: Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5pm UK time, and this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits, without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously... It's a podcast. It's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded. And no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3-5pm to UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast.
1: This is Wizard Radio and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C Feldman. Don't stop, make it pop, DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. I'ma fight till we see the sudden lights. Tick tock. Now, prepare yourselves for two hours of mediocre entertainment that may be mildly entertaining at best from the Antichrist himself. It's comedy bronze at least, or your money back, brought to you by an award-winning broadcaster. Well, what up? He won his school's charity stand-up competition when he was in year seven. That counts, right? This is Alec
0: Feldman on Wizard Radio. Becky Hill and Seagal are heaven on my mind on Wizard Radio. Before that, Lennon, Stella, Charlie Puth, Summer Feelings. Hi, it's Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Are you good? Eid Mubarak, if you're celebrating. Happy local lockdown if you're in some parts of West Yorkshire or Greater Manchester or somewhere else, probably. Happy local lockdown to you. I, I found myself, I suppose, in... But they're not calling it local lockdown either. They're like, it's not a lockdown, but but you shouldn't do these things. And I am in the middle of all that right now because I I foolishly decided to move to Manchester, which is in believe it or not Greater Manchester. So here I am, locked down once again, sort of. Not that I have many people to see anyway, so it's fine. Except. My parents were supposed to visit me next week for the first time in like 7 months. I would have seen them and now that's probably off thanks to the old the old Rona. So happy local lockdown to you if you're in I know it's quite specific You're probably not, but you know, you never know. You might be. You might be around the corner for me. That'd be a bit weird. Don't don't come and say hi if you are. Anyway, on the show this afternoon, I've had what might be the greatest moment of my life. And I need to share it with you because there was no one to to like appreciate it at the time. I'll be talking about that after four o'clock. I've got a fly update for you that you've all been waiting for. I had a plant in my house. It was releasing flies. I wanted to kill it. More news on that coming. Will it be a confession? Mm, you'll have to wait and see. Also, Rishi Sunak on the way. He's released a song. No, he, he hasn't. Don't worry. Don't panic. It's fine. Having phrases named after you needs to be discussed before four o'clock. And today it is Yorkshire Day. It is a day dedicated to an area in the north of England that for about three years during term time only I lived. And I would like to pay tribute to that by telling you about some of the weird experiences I had in this unique and beautiful land to celebrate. it's It's got a day. I don't know why. They just love it. So that's on the way. Plus... Obviously, we could not let this show pass without doing another round of the worst game ever played on radio, the Argos Catalogue game. That's on. Six Second Guide is on. What's Going On is on. And Billy Eilish is on in a bit. First, This Week I Learned is on. This
1: Week I Learned?
0: These are three things that I've learned in the last seven days of my life, and I would like to share them with you right now so you can learn them too. Did you know when when white people go to the beach and the pub and stuff like that, that that's fine that that's allowed but but when non white people want to see their family and friends and do what they would normally do apparently that's that's not because when that happens that's you know spreading coronavirus and we need to have local lockdowns but when it's when it's the beach and the pub that's that's fine that's that's not a risk that's that's great go for it interesting i wonder i wonder what, what the difference is why they've decided Mm, no, no, baffling. I don't know either. I've also learned this week, this is the most boring thing ever and I feel like I've discovered this about three years too late. Missing bin day, it's really bad. And I mean, I feel like this is something I should have learned before now because I did have to put bins out for two out of my three years at uni. But it was only, only now when I finished uni and I'm just living uh, at the moment on my own because all my housemates are gone. That i've realized how how important bin day is and i honestly when i was looking at this massive pile of bin bags that are kind of split and all the flies and grossness in my front garden the other day i was thinking wow this this feels like the most studenty thing ever except i should know better i've had two years to learn that you should remember to put your bins out because otherwise this happens and well now i know now i know how important bin day is but before I didn't, I didn't appreciate it until, until now, but I've learned my lesson. It's okay. And finally, this week I've learned an E K fact. I've previously given you an MEK fact, which is that E K was the voice on this Rizzle Kick song, as you can now hear, or may be able to in a few moments' time, if you're lucky. E K. Here he is. that's M&EK's voice. I know it sounds like a woman, but that is M&EK of that Joel Cory ek song fame. He's a bit of a secret singer because I also found out that on the Duke Dumont song I got you, I got I got you. <laughs> he's the guy that does this. He's all over the place, he's a secret singer, he does all these little weird like samples and doesn't tell anyone, and then a few years later everyone's like, Hey, did you know? And it's shocking. But that that little weird noise in the Duke Dumont song, it's MEK. Is there anything that man cannot do? I couldn't tell you. Right, next, I would like to pay tribute to my home for three years on Yorkshire Day. First though, New Billy Eilish, my future Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, new Billy Eilish, my future, I'm Alec. Hello. We'll take things a bit more up-tempo in a second with a new J Balvin and Dua Lipa song. Before that, as you can hear with this relaxing, rousing classical music, today is Yorkshire Day. The first of August every year is a day that is dedicated to God's Own County, the county of Yorkshire, which is in Northern England. It's kind of... It's underneath Newcastle, it's above the Midlands, it's kind of sort of on the East Coast, but it's it's enormous. It takes up like half the country, more than half the country's width. It's enormous. And the thing you need to know about people from Yorkshire is that they're ridiculously... Ow, I just, <laughs> I just hit my hand on my desk. They're just ridiculously proud of being from Yorkshire. It's almost a kind of nationalism. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if in like 20, 30 years time there is like a Yorkshire separatist movement. That's how strongly they feel about the place they're from. They love it. Can't get enough of it. Tell everyone about it. And obviously, I am not from Yorkshire because I sound really, really Southern, and that's because I'm from London. But I went to uni in Leeds. Leeds is in Yorkshire. And so I sort of became an adopted resident of Yorkshire for a bit when I was at uni. And I had a lovely time. I loved it. I fell in love with the place. It's beautiful. The people, they're lovely. But there's also some proper weirdos who live in yorkshire i think possibly more than anywhere else in the country and so i just thought on the day dedicated to the entire county of yorkshire i'd just share some stories of the the absolute weirdos that i came across when i lived in leeds the first one uh i remember i told you about this at the time it wasn't that long ago i think it was at the start of lockdown i was walking near where i lived And on, like, a road junction between four different roads where they met, there was a person just stood there on the corner with DJ decks, blasting out the tunes and, like, emceeing and being like, shout out to everybody on the, on, what was it, Headingley Lane, big up yourselves. Hope you're having a great day. And, you know, doing all this talking crap and playing songs to unwilling passers-by who were forced to listen to it because it was just there and they couldn't escape it. I, I don't know why he was there. I don't think anyone had asked him to be there. He just, he just felt like it, you know, giving a nice little performance to <laughs> to a traffic junction so that everyone who was stuck at the traffic lights literally had to listen to the sound of his voice. Again, kind of weird. Don't know why he was there, but it felt very Yorkshire to me, just the idea that this is something a person would, would do and there wouldn't Wouldn't seem weird to them at all. So, massive love for the random Crossroads DJ, for a start. On a similar musical theme, I remember there was this woman, a busker, in Leeds, again, who, she was very middle-aged. Oh, there was a siren. That's all going off today. Really middle-aged woman, like, probably in her 40s. And she'd do all these, like, raps as a busker and that again i found quite confusing i'm pretty sure it was the same the same beat and the same rapping the same lyrics every time i saw her she just had that that one song but she she knew it really well she did it perfectly <laughs> great job again i don't think you'd really get that in any other part of the country a sort of middle-aged white woman who who raps to the streets of leeds just i don't know Again, a Yorkshire weirdo and my favourite Yorkshire person I ever met when I was there. I met, I think, about five days into my time in Leeds when I befriended a woman called Sheila on a bus and she told me all about her life and she invited me to a 70th birthday party. I had to politely decline, but I thought we were going to be best friends for life. Honestly, it was great. And again, I don't think you get that anywhere else in the country, but Yorkshire, perfectly normal. A very special place and i kind of miss it and so on its day it's one day of the year to shine and be really proud of itself i thought i would remind you that there are some absolute weirdos who live there too great coming up next um i've had i've had a phrase named after me and i don't know how i feel about it before that here's Balvin and dualeeper and bad bunny and taney with undia which means one day wizard radio that was Jay Balvin Dooley from Bad Bunny featuring Taney. They they only get a featuring. They're not like a, a main artist. I don't know what they've done wrong. The song is called Undia or One Day if you don't speak Spanish and you need that translated for you. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Baby and Troye Sivan on in a minute. I received some information this week about myself. I don't really know how I feel about it. it I, I think I don't like it. But there's a part of me that also thinks, wow, this is amazing. Right, so listen to this. My friend... You'll need to take notes. This is kind of complicated. My friend has a friend. This isn't a a riddle. My friend's friend's parents... They've they've started using a phrase. The phrase these parents of my friend's friend have started using is... Doing an aleck. That's that's me. I'm Alec. Hi. So, my friends friends parents use the phrase in their day-to-day life, oh, don't want to do an Alec to to like describe things. And I've never met these people. This is so so weird. Not only have I never met the people that are using the phrase, oh, doing it Alec. I'm only a very peripheral character in the life of my friend's friend, so there are so many degrees of separation here, and yet they're using this phrase, <laughs> "doing it, Alec," as in as if they they know me really well, and they're like, "oh, <laughs> classic, Alec, that." Oh, man, what's he like? I've never met these people, and the context in which they use this phrase is not a particularly flattering one, because. The way, what doing an Alec means, apparently, in their eyes, is that you've left something to the last minute. You've really risked something and somehow miraculously managed to get away with it. And apparently, that's doing an Alec. And I, I refute this completely. I would never, ever do anything like that. My uni assignments were never late. Although I did go close to the deadline quite a lot actually yeah my dissertation was submitted in the last the last hour oh and I suppose that there were actually quite a few things that I, I did submit late but then got the penalty taken away afterwards but but listen those were isolated incidents it is not a recurring pattern it is not my key personality trait to the point where leaving stuff to the last minute and getting away with it and I must emphasise the getting away with it means you're doing an Alec. That's not a thing. That that does not need to become a thing for anyone, for a start. But especially not my friends, friends, parents, who I've literally never met in my life, not even seen. I have no idea what their names are, no idea what they look like. Why would I? They are so unconnected to my life, and yet <laughs> they're talking about me. And they're using my name to describe, basically, just being a bit lazy or disorganized and then getting away with it why how has this happened i i find that really weird because like it's it's like they're sort of making fun of me even though they've never met me and holding me up as an example of something that you very much don't want to be like <laughs> like oh no Don and Alec, look at me don't want to be like him we've never met and also don't do that it's mean but then on the other hand I I do find it quite funny that these people I've never met just know kind of what I'm like a little bit and just use that in conversation I, I have become a phrase in their world even though we've never met there is a part of me that does kind of like that I, I don't know why so this is why I feel very conflicted about this but I don't know it's, it's very strange I would like to know though this afternoon have you ever had a phrase named after you? Because I have, and lots of people I don't even know use it. Just just saying, not flexing at all. Have you, is there like a thing that you're known for? Maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. But people will throw this into conversation. They'll be like, oh no, don't want to do a Benny. And everyone will know exactly what they mean because... It's just a thing that you're known for, and it's such a commonly used phrase now. Even though it contains your name, it's taken on a whole new meaning. It has a life of its own, because that's what I feel like has happened to me here. So, if this is you, if you, like me, are a victim of having a phrase named after you to describe something quite undesirable, let me know. We can support each other. 07807 183 538. Send me a text right now. 07807 183. 538. You can email me as well if you want. Station at wizardradio.co.uk or um, on the social media. It's at Wiz Radio. Come and let me know. Coming up, I'll play some Troy Sivan right now. The baby, Roddy Rich, rock star on Wizard Radio.
1: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio.
0: Please consume responsibly. Oh, oh, uh, the song's over. Troy Sivan. an easy, sorry. <laughs> I was just doing an Alec there. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So I found out this week that someone, I barely, well, someone I've someone i never met, someone I don't know, and is quite a lot older than me, has started using the phrase doing an Alec to refer to when you leave something to the last minute, and then somehow, miraculously, managed to get away with it. And maybe sometimes it's not even the last minute, sometimes it's just actively doing something really late, i.e. uni assignments, but we don't talk about that, that's all the past. And so here's the deal. If you missed this a few minutes ago, it's my friend's friend's parents. So that is one, two, that's three people away from me. I've never met these parents. I've only met the friend's friend a handful of times. And yet they know all about me. They know all about my working patterns and habits and difficulties and all that stuff. So that their parents now use this phrase, doing an Alec, to refer to when they leave something to the last minute or cut something really fine or do something late and then get away with it. I, like I said, I don't really know how to feel about it, but I just asked whether your name has ever become a phrase that people use. Now, a few minutes ago, I did use the phrase oh doing a Benny um, when I was trying to sort of explain what I'm getting at. And Benny has been on. He says, Alec. I heard you bring my name into this in your last segment. There is no such thing as doing a Benny. Don't drag me into this. I'm sorry. I knew you'd be listening. He always is. Apologies to Benny. Um, no, I didn't mean to drag your name through the mud. <laughs> I would like to clarify. There's no such thing as doing a Benny. Okay, I'm sorry. Hello to Hannah as well. My parents have a phrase for me, she says. It actually started out as a phrase my friends made up about me, but then my parents caught on. My friends don't use it anymore. But now my parents do. Doing a Hannah is when you cry randomly for no reason multiple times a day. Randomly crying isn't enough though, it needs to be multiple times in the day. Otherwise it's not doing a Hannah and it needs to be random, no reason given. Oh that's that's almost more annoying because like when your friends do it it's like oh haha banter good one and then like Hannah said it eventually does die down but when, when the parents catch on, that's when you never hear the end of it. Because they're like, oh, look at us. We're, we're getting in on the joke. ha <laughs> ha Don't do a Hannah and cry randomly at all hours of the day multiple times for a random reason. Now they're in on it. it it'll never die. Doing a Hannah will be a thing forever. It's annoying. Um, so the criteria for doing a Hannah. I feel like we could make a book full of these and then you could just look it up. Look up a name and look up a random behaviour. That would be that would be quite good, wouldn't it? So Hannah had to cry, it has to be for no reason, multiple times a day. So is that two or more? Are we saying is that sufficient? If I, say, okay, we'll do an example. Say I cried at 11 o'clock because I don't know, I left uh, a hot drink out and forgot about it, and then it went cold. I then cry again at 4 o'clock because I got a paper cut. That is doing a Hannah, correct? Good, good. I'm glad I understand. Erin says, I've had a phrase named after me, started in GCSEs, and it sometimes gets mentioned even to this day. Doing an Erin is when you go out. Could be going out at night, going shopping in the day, just going for lunch, literally going out for any reason. And then the next day, you literally blank and don't remember anything from the previous day. It's really random but I have the worst memory and sometimes I literally can't remember what happened the day before. Ah. So a sort of short-term memory loss. It's not not amnesia or anything like that. <laughs> it's just doing an errand. Okay, I will take note of this as well. I do get that sometimes though. You know when you're just sort of you're going through life, maybe you've got a lot on. You never really have time to like sit back and be like, so what have I been up to? And then someone's like, oh what did you what did you have for tea yesterday? and you're like, "Um, I have no idea. I have no idea what I did for all of yesterday. And it's it's not that you've forgotten, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's not immediately at the top of your brain. That's doing an errand. Okay, thank you very much. Josh says, people always say I'm joshing, which is just when I'm generally clumsy and make mistakes that other people just wouldn't make. For example, if I'm carrying something, Let's, let's say, for the purposes of this, let's say you're carrying a priceless antique vase and you randomly drop it. Yeah. Ben says, even though I'm on a completely stable surface, I won't trip over anything. I will literally just random drop it. This, this imaginary vase that I've added into this example. He says, the same is true for falling over or anything like that. Just making clumsy mistakes when nobody else would. I just urban dictionary joshing. And apparently it means to mess around with someone or make fun of them. So, people are joshing with me about joshing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's another one that I can add to this this imaginary book of, of name phenomenon terms. So, you're clumsy. You're a random dropper, a random faller over. That is That is josh. You fall over randomly. You're walking down the street. You trip over a curb or something like that. You're joshing. You have to look after a baby. Uh, no, let's not do that example. <laughs> you have to look after, like I said earlier, a priceless antique vase. You're just standing still on a flat surface and it slips out your hand, smashed into a million tiny pieces. Can't be superbly back together. You have just joshed. Perfect. I'm glad I understand. Thank you very much for these. I've enjoyed them very much. This will all be in an imaginary book in all of our heads. I will always remember if I write, pr- randomly cry multiple times a day, I've done a Hannah. If I um, forget what I've done, I've done an errand. And if I randomly drop something and fall over, I'm joshing. Thank you so much for expanding my, my vocabulary. Greatly appreciated. Coming next, reality has surpassed parody more news on this after the vamps New from them married in vegas at wizard radio wizard radio the vamps and married in vegas i'm alec feldman and i have some some quite concerning news actually reality has sort of it's overtaken parody a few months back at sort of the peak of lockdown the people i was sort of living with in lockdown we decided we'd do like a, a fake pub type evening so we recreated you know your generic pub in our kitchen so there were there, well there wasn't really that much we rotated the table to make it feel more like a bar and we put a projector on the wall that was showing clips of old sport and that was pretty much the extent of it except a small detail that i decided i'd add to really make the experience more realistic You know how... Have you ever been to Weatherspoons? That, like, the pub chain that's run by the guy that's not very nice. We don't think. And they always have weird, like, adverts in their toilets. Uh, I don't know what it's like in the women's toilets, obviously, because I'm not allowed in them. But in the men's toilets, behind the urinals, they'll always have, like, a poster complaining usually about beer tax and the way that, like, pubs are taxed compared to supermarkets and that kind of thing, and... You know general weatherspoons propaganda from the mouth of tim martin and i i reduced this in my our fake pub to um beer tax it's too much hashtag vote brexit and then it said in the corner spoons and this was just scribbled on a piece of line paper and i put this up behind the toilet and that was our our fake pub weatherspoons experience it was like a real spoon. you can go for a wee and get bombarded with political propaganda about beer tax, it was great. I walked past the weather the other day. I didn't go in, don't worry. This was outside, they've moved it, they've advanced, this wasn't just in the toilet this time. Because I saw a poster, and it said in big letters, SUNAKS SPECIALS. And then there were pictures of four drinks and their prices. And underneath that, there is a picture of the Chancellor of the Exchequer, a.k.a. the man in the government who's in charge of all the money, Rishi Sunak. And it says, Rishi Sunak, legend. Now, what am I what am I supposed to do? I'm trying to, you know, make a bit of a joke about how Weatherspoons always does posts about beer tax. They go and do something like this, where they literally call them Sunak Specials. They have a picture of the Chancellor. They call him a legend. How can you possibly take the mickey out of that? It's peaked. Like, the reality of it is literally more ridiculous than my parody of it. What? Where do we go from here? Weatherspoons has literally outdone itself. They are calling a man who is in charge of the economy and probably in the near future will put in some policies that probably make a lot of people quite miserable. They're, just, they're calling this guy a legend and putting up pictures of him in the pub And saying how great he is. And apparently this is normal now. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I'll just get my my coat because I'm I'm done. My work here is complete. There's not really much more I can do. Wow. Coming up next, a game of what's going on. We'll start that after Ren for short and I love my friends. I'll let you in on a little secret. That's not the real name of that song. There's there's a different name that I can't say on the radio because it's really rude. That was Ren and... I love my friends. Hmm. I'm Alec Feldman. Hello. It is time now for What's Going On? Oh, one day I will make a, a real jingle with Echo. But in the meantime, we'll just have to make do with that. So I've put someone's knocking at your door on a little holiday just because this isn't a joke. I somewhat upset the people's postcode lottery. Uh, th- uh, not because of that. There was something else that happened. I, I can't talk about it. That That's a really annoying radio thing. But... It'll be back, just not yet. The dust hasn't quite settled yet. So in What's Going On, you hear a clip of something completely ripped from context, usually a bit weird, a bit chaotic, a bit mad, not entirely clear what's really happening or why. I just want you to try and work out what is going on. Explain it for me. Explain it in a way that makes me laugh. Explain it in a way that's clever, that's informative. If you really want, you can even try and guess what's actually happening. You know, we can do that too. So let's have a listen to the first time for the what's going on clip this week.
2: You know, Looking like a lava. Feeling like a little cat. I'm still
0: So um, early suggestions suggest that could be uh, a piano falling down the stairs or um, some might even think that's music, but but what is it? Who is it? Why is it? What on earth is that weird noise? If you think you know or just want to have a laugh 07807 183 Five three eight. Get in touch right now. Let me know what you think is, is happening in that clip. You can also email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash wizardradio or Twitter, Instagram at Wizardradio on there. What is going on? Let's hear that bizarre clip one more time if we can.
2: Looking like lava.
0: If you think you know, send me a guess, and we can have some fun on what's going on, 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 on Wizard Radio. On the way, it had to be done. The Argos Catalog game returns to the show after Nelly, at Blackpink, and now the news at four o'clock.
1: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet.
0: Nelly, hey, Portia, on Wizard Radio before that Blackpink and how do you like that? I'm Alec Feldman. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Harvey, Ronnie Watts and AJ Tracy on the way in the next 20 minutes. So, the biggest news story of the week was that Argos said they were going to stop printing their paper catalogs after I don't know how long. They are a a staple, a British icon. These ridiculously thick books with... About a 1,000 pages printed en masse every, like, what is it? Three months? Six months? I don't know. And they just have hundreds that you could pick up in the stores. There are always loads left. So the happiest people about this announcement, I think, are environmentalists because it must have been terrible for the planet. But it is, it is sad that such an iconic British institution is going to be no more. And a few weeks ago on the show, long before we knew that the Argos catalogue would be taken from us, I played a game. I think it might have been the worst game ever played on the radio, because it, it it's, it's really boring. But at the same time, there is something quite addictive and entertaining about it. It's called the Argos catalogue game. And basically, I just read out of the Argos catalogue, and I quizzed James on just products that were in the catalogue and their you know product specifications and i thought let's do it again if argos is withdrawing the catalogue we've got to do it whilst we still can so welcome james and everyone to the second edition of the argos catalogue game
3: very excited to be here to play this with you alec who would have thought there would have ever been a second episode i mean look i had a great time last time for one but also you know i'd just like to comment on the disappearance of the argos catalogue i had assumed it had gone on a long time ago (laughs) i really had but now we are you know passing the torch onto the internet i guess i i just think we should all remember the smell of the argos catalogue oh my god smells. all those layers of crisp thin paper with, you know, as you said, hundreds of pages of crisp... It does does generate a very unique smell.
0: You are so right. I hadn't even thought of that. The Argos catalogue does have its own distinct smell that we'll never get to sniff again.
3: I hope somewhere in a little capsule under the ground is a container of the Argos catalogue smell.
0: I hope they can bottle it up before it's too late.
3: Yeah, and then whenever you walk into an Argos store... They'll um, release the smell. They'll pump the smell in to the building <laughs> to make people like come back. Like a subway. Although I feel like most Argoses now are just like in Sainsbury's or Asda's. Whoever now owns Argos.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I hope the smell can live on even if yes, 1,000-page book cannot. Exactly. All right, I've gone retro this week. What do you mean? So I found pictures of pages from Argos catalogs from... Many, many moons ago. So I can't give you a choice of, you know, category. You'd normally get all the sections in the Argos catalogue, like home and garden or kids toys or, uh, I don't know, DIY or jewellery. But I can let you choose a number and that can be the product on the page that I will quiz you on. Okay, sure. So let's start. Pick a number between 11 and 30 um let's do 22. 22 ah an excellent choice you have chosen the sony hf90 audio cassettes two pounds 99. okay what am i guessing uh so i'll just i'll just quiz you on some of the the specifications so this is quite a basic one because there isn't actually that much to it how many tapes do you think you get in a pack
3: Okay, can you just say the name of the product again?
0: The Sony HF ninety audio cassette. That's what we had before streaming and before CDs.
3: Four. Ah, uh, three. I'm afraid. Ah, oh, that was very close.
0: But this is this is an important question because okay. you'll you'll need to know this if you want to say record yourself singing along to some karaoke songs or. Pretend that you're on the radio or make illegal copies of music. (laughs) How much recording time do these cassettes have?
3: Oh, I feel like I should really know this. I feel like every side has 30 minutes. Three zero.
0: So that's 60 minutes in total because they're double sided.
3: Yeah. I'm afraid
0: this must have been quite advanced. They have 90 minutes each in total.
3: So 45 minutes a side. Yeah? God, that's revolutionary. Absolutely. That is revolutionary. God, they they've come far with technology on cassette tapes nowadays, haven't they? They really have. I could never have dreamed that it would
0: be this good. No,
3: never. Hmm.
0: Okay, let's let's I'm trying to find another retro page. Okay, let's go with this one. Pick a number between one and um I'm trying to zoom in one and 18 okay um nine and you have selected the game and watch snoopy tennis electronic game um let's what? see if i can find a picture okay so this is a a weird sort of a pink slab of plastic it's got a black and white like dot matrix screen and a few buttons it's sort of like a rubbish game boy i think
3: okay but that you play is it tennis on it yeah it's
0: snoopy tennis whatever that means as in snoopy the character
3: i think so yeah okay all right all right i'm starting to get a gist okay so and basically a game boy but you only get one game and it's snoopy playing tennis yeah you got okay. it all right cool
0: it cost £14.95, okay. but the suggested retail price was £19.95. So oh, to making a saving there.
3: there of £5, yeah.
0: Question number one, how many skill levels were there? Four. It was actually two.
3: Okay. You're this is a really, be- really versatile being- game. I know, you're being ripped off there, because if it's only two levels and it's fourteen ninety-nine, that's a rip-off. But okay. I've got a true or false question for you, if you want. Okay, thank you. That might be appreciated.
0: Batteries included, true or false?
3: False, never included.
0: Weirdly, back in whenever this must have been, the 90s, they were.
3: You know what? I'm getting everything wrong today.
0: You're not having a good round of the Argos catalogue game. Can you guess there is... I mean, they've said it's two extra features, but I'd say it's probably kind of one. There are. There is a bonus feature. It's something that your phone can now do quite easily. But what was
3: it? Oh God. Does it have anything to do with tennis? No. Not at all. Does it have
0: a camera? No. Okay. Wait. It's got does a black it have a... white screen? How would it have a camera? I don't know. A calculator? No. But you're on the right lines.
3: Uh, a clock? yes thank you i mean you. A watch an alarm feature wow yeah i'd say that's probably one feature Mm. what year was this catalogue from
0: i don't know i'm just on google images so it could be oh Oh, god
3: i thought these were your own research but okay
0: absolutely not i just typed in retro argos catalogue okay let's do let's do one more okay this is on the toy section
3: all right fine that was always my favorite section
0: Actually, no, this is rubbish because none of them have any details. Never mind. Oh. You just hold on right there. Let's go. Okay. I found this page has got lots of, like, little toys and games and Lego Perfect. stuff on it. Wonderful. And it's from the 80s, I think.
3: Oh, okay. So
0: no This chance. time, well number cool between us. 1 and 12.
3: Um, let's do 12. Let's go right for it. 12.
0: 12 it's the duplo 2370 building set
3: okay so it's like a a lego set but do you play
0: yeah the blocks are bigger because it's for like it's for kids okay cool um now this product it's it's unique for a particular reason you're building a sort of it looks like a maybe a house or a fire station but it's got a difference. Can you tell me what that difference might be?
3: Can I just say a house or a fire station? They're two very. I can't different really things. work out
0: what it is. I won't lie.
3: Um, what's so unique about it? Mm. What is it about what you're building? No, it's about sort of the the block
0: design.
3: Is it that like they're so big that you can't swallow the pieces?
0: That is one element of it. Yeah, you can have that. Um, is it also that they're
3: multicolored? There are lots of different colours, yeah, yeah. But okay, but I'm not getting the nail on the head here. Um, is it that... God, I don't know, Alec. I honestly don't
0: know. Well, I can tell you that some of them have googly eyes on.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was really going to get that one.
0: Absolutely. And I think the final question, what age is it suitable for?
3: Duplo, I feel like Duplo's three plus two plus
0: for ages one and over i'm afraid wow you know what
3: i think we should end this segment right here because i've only gotten like one thing right and it took me three guesses
0: yeah you have got literally nothing right in about 10 minutes so my consuming I think it's time knowledge to, to rest the argos catalogue game much like the argos catalogue itself has R. been R. put to the death put out of its misery But Argos catalogue, we will miss you and your unique smell, but we'll always have the memories. This is Ronnie Watts and how I'm feeling about the Argos catalogue, sad summer. Ronnie Watts and sad summer, it's Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here, afternoon, Harvey plays next. Last week I was talking about how my housemate, my new housemates, uh, one of them, the one I refer to as Hammy because she reminds me of Hammy the squirrel from 2007 film, Over the Hedge, has got some houseplants, and left them in the kitchen while she was gone. Probably because she wanted me to water them, or she didn't actually say that. And since that happened, they've just been hatching flies out of the soil on a daily basis, loads and loads of flies. And I was very upset about this because living with loads of flies all over the place is really annoying, it's gross. When you're sitting down to like watch TV, all you can concentrate on is, is like flies just flying around in circles all the time, really distracting. And I wasn't happy. And I came to the conclusion that the only thing I could possibly do is murder the plants. That seemed like a totally rational, reasonable, logical response. I haven't got around to that yet. They're still, they're still just like outside the window on the driveway. I haven't got around to buying a Venus flytrap either. But I did think I should just update you on the situation. So the plants, they're outside. That means no more flies being released from the soil. So that is a big result we then had another issue though which was that they'd sort of i think a lot of them had started living in the bin and so every time i opened the lid of the bin you'd just get like five tiny tiny little flies that just flew out and you kind of go oh for god's sake that's more i have to squish it was it was honestly quite disgusting i I feel you know when you feel like just a little bit in like the back of your throat it's a bit like oh i feel that right now you're talking about it remembering opening that bin and just having all the flies come out of it um and so that that wasn't great and then i was like you know what i should probably do i should probably take out the bin and then hopefully they'll all go with it which like i said at the beginning of the show was a problem because we missed a bin day and oh it was a big mess and couldn't really put the bin bags anywhere i had to like Sneak around the corner to a massive dumpster and throw it in there, put my hoodie up and everything. So I was like, oh my god, I don't want to get caught. What if this is like illegal? And so I, I took the bin out, and then I think, I think, I think, fingers crossed that I think they've been dealt with now. You know, I'm still seeing like a few, but it's not like it was before. There's not new ones every day. I squish them and then I don't see any for a while. Like, The numbers have definitely gone down. We have squashed the peak. We are past the first wave. Hopefully, there will not be a second wave. I think I have managed to sort out this fly issue without murdering any plants, which is good. I've murdered lots of flies. Probably, I could... Maybe even upwards of like 50 flies I've squished in the last couple of weeks. But no plants have been harmed in the making of this this fly-free kitchen. And for that, we can all be grateful. So... That is some good news from my life this week. I think I've sorted out my weird, annoying fly problem. And I know you didn't like to hear about that. But, you know, I've got to tie up all the, the loose ends and, like, the plot arcs that run on this show. And so I had to let you know that my flies, they are gone. It's just me here again and not loads of tiny things with wings that are disgusting. Happy days. Coming up next, I think I had what was possibly the greatest moment of my life this week and no one was there to see it. Gutted. Tell you more after Harvey and never mind. Harvey, never mind. On Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here. I think my life peaked this week. I genuinely had what felt like the best moment ever. Um, Before I tell you what happened, I need to give you the context. The context is, I really like The Simpsons. I think, I know it's, you know, hugely famous and has been on for like 30 years and is, you know, very well known. But at the same time, I do think it's quite underrated. People, you know, people just take it for granted. They're like, oh, The Simpsons, it's always there. It's always on at 6 o'clock on Channel 4. When was the last time you watched The Simpsons at 6 o'clock on Channel 4? Because I've, I've got back into the habit of doing it every day now. And I think my life is enhanced for it. And there is quite a, a legendary, iconic quote from The Simpsons. It's a scene where it's in a cinema. Mr. Burns, who's like the evil millionaire guy sort of the Jeff Bezos of The Simpsons world, if you will. He has made a film of which he is like the the saviour, you know, a great, good character that saves everyone and everyone loves him. And this has entered into a film festival and everyone's watching it and they think it's terrible. And when the film ends, they all start booing and then this happens. And then this happens.
1: Smithies, are they booing me? Uh, no, they're saying boo-erns, boo Are you saying boo or
0: burns? boo I was saying boo And this clip is, you know, really famous, an iconic Simpsons moment, become bit of a meme. And it's just something I regularly think about in my day-to-day life, okay? That is important to bear in mind when I'm telling you this story. So there is a guy, I, I sort of know, his surname is Burns. And I was talking to him this week and he was telling a story about when he was performing to an audience, you know, a small, you know, small crowd. And he said something they didn't like and they all started booing him. Remember, remember, right? This person's surname is Burns, and they all started booing him. They were booing Burns, and and he was like, "Yeah," and they all, they all started booing me, and I said, "Oh no, they were saying boo Burns," and then he just kind of looked at me, like, what, "What the hell are you on about? What what? That's such a weird thing to say." And then, obviously, I felt the need to, like, you know, backpan and be like, oh, 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 it's it's, it's from The Simpsons, you know, when he's like, oh, they're not booing you, they're saying Boo Earns, because his name's Burns. And and he was kind of like, yeah, all right, cool. And, you know, in the moment, it was quite awkward, I won't lie. But at the same time, I think that was one of the greatest moments of my life. I got to use the line, uh, they were saying Boo Earns in real life to someone whose name was Burns, who was telling a story about being booed the stars do not align like that ever and yet they did it was perfect it couldn't have been more perfect and there was no one there to appreciate it no one got it he didn't get it and the other person there was just just me and i'm so sad that one of the greatest moments of my life was not seen by anyone there is no record that it happened there was no one there who could have been like, wow, that was great. That was so funny. I loved the way you said, oh no, they were saying Boo Earns to him because his name was Burns and they were booing him. That was great. Well done because no one was there. And I'm just gutted that my life peaked and I was the only one who realised. And so if you've got a second, if you want to get your phone out and make me feel less sad about what happened, has anything really, really great ever happened to you? Like, amazing. You're like, oh my god, this is the best day ever. Or like, oh my god, that was incredible. And then no one was there to witness it happen. It's like it didn't happen because no one saw it. And if you told people that it happened, they'd just be like, no, it didn't really. You're making that up. Because they just, they weren't there. It was that amazing that it's so unbelievable. And there wasn't anyone there to see it. Has this ever happened? The best thing ever Could have happened to you. No one there to appreciate it. Let me know right now. 07807 183 538. You can send me a text. Or if you want to email instead. Because that's free. Station at wizardradio.co.uk Have you ever had something really great happen to you. That nobody was there to witness and appreciate. Let me know. Thanks very much. Playing next. AJ Tracy Mabel. West 10. First. I've done some research into AJ Tracy. You know me, I like some research. I like knowing about the artists I play. I like being knowledgeable because I am a fountain of musical knowledge. So all of this stuff I've found, it's all true. I know it might not sound it, but this is completely accurate, I promise. I've condensed it all into 60-second guides for you, and here it is right now.
1: Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made-up 60-second guide.
0: AJ Tracy is the sixth Tracy sibling. They're a family who operate a futuristic privatised police and fire service known as International Rescue. This family are totally unaccountable to government and voters. They appear to be funded out of the pocket of AJ's millionaire dad, Jeff. Whilst most of Tracy's siblings inefficiently travel around in rockets, wasting fuel and polluting the planet, AJ prefers to attend call-outs on his bicycle that he bought off Facebook Marketplace for 65 quid. He's also shunned the fancy private island, Tracy Island, which is in the South Pacific, in favour of a studio flat in Ladbroke Grove in London for £800 a month. We're not saving rich heiresses from danger. AJ is a rapper. His debut single, Ladbroke Grove, was highly successful. He was worried that he wouldn't be able to follow it up with something equally as big. Instead, what he did, he released the same song, but hoped nobody would notice, because this song... West 10, or W10 if you will, is actually the postcode for the Ladbroke Grove area of London. So actually, he's just released two songs called Ladbroke Grove. And that's AJ Tracy in 60 seconds.
1: Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5.
0: I like that. Baby Queen and Buzzkill. It's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. How's it going? Playing soon. How do you fancy some BB Doobie and Doge Cat? And we will conclude what's going on in a second. I told you the story earlier of the greatest day, the greatest moment in my life. And no one was there to appreciate it. I got to use a line from "The Simpsons to someone whose name was Burns, who was telling a sto- surname, who was telling a story about being booed. I got to use the line. Oh, they, they weren't saying boo. They were saying boo earns, like burns. Because that, that's a line in The Simpsons. And it's one of my favourite Simpsons quotes of all time. And I actually got to apply it in a situation where it made complete sense. And no one was there to appreciate it. He didn't get it. He was very confused and found it quite weird. I was very disappointed. And I just asked whether you've ever had anything like really amazing happen to you. You've ever done anything really amazing and no one was there to see it. It's like it just, it didn't count because who's going to believe you? It just wasted opportunity. Dylan says, one of my proudest moments is something that nobody else witnessed. It was the moment I did the most perfect that's what she said joke at school whilst I was alone in the corridor. I was going to the toilet in the middle of a lesson. The corridors were empty when I heard a teacher screaming, what do you think you're doing? Come inside now. And you know that's that's what she said. Okay, maybe it wasn't that great. Dylan said. Maybe I just wanted to hear you say that joke on air. Psych. Hey, nicely, nicely done. I hope I did it justice. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the, the like the off mic shouting. Hey, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, you're welcome. Um. So. Did, did this really happen or have you just made that up For the purpose of getting me to shout that I'm assuming it did actually happen But you're right there are much stronger That's what she said to be had I say this as someone who from the ages of I can say 11 to maybe 15 Was the absolute king Of that's what she said jokes And I will not hear otherwise I was always in there Perfect timing on you know, The, the most appropriate scenarios Well I say appropriate I was good at that. Oh, man, good times. I should, I should start using that again. I can bring it back for my, for my 20s. Um, yeah, good idea. Joe says, I was walking home from school one day. There were loads of seagulls flying above where I was walking. I don't know why. I got the sense that something bad was about to happen. I just stepped to the side. Literally, as I stepped to one side, a load of bird poop. Live and direct from a bird's anus like AJ Tracy came falling down from the sky in the spot I was just in. I missed it probably by about two seconds. It landed right next to me. Now I know that a bird pooing on you is meant to be good luck. Oh, hang on. Now I know. (laughs) I read that terribly. I know that a bird pooing on you is meant to be good luck. But what sort of luck did I have just then? Way better luck than you would have done if a bird had actually hit you, Joe. That is what nice one well done i'm very impressed with this that is some mad like premonitions that you're getting there how how did you do it what is this sense is it something you've ever had again has it returned to you do you just have an instinct for when you're about to be pooed on or what what's going on there that's impressive very impressive i had a similar situation once we were i was with the family we were stood somewhere sort of next to a like a shop trying to decide where we were, what we we're going to do next we were all like huddled around in the circle slap bang in the middle of the circle we just see this this splat go down and we're like oh wow that was close it literally went through all of our heads and missed us all it was very impressive hey to aaron as well when i was getting my bedroom made over last year he says i was getting spotlights fitted that night whilst i was getting ready for bed I looked up at the ceiling and noticed that one of the light bulbs seemed to be a bit loose. As I walked towards the general direction that it was in, the light bulb somehow fell out of the ceiling. I caught it in one hand. But more than that, I caught it at the top. So when it was in my hand, it was like the perfect image of a light bulb. How it would look if you googled the image of a light bulb. Not only did I prevent a light bulb smashing, I also caught it perfectly. And no one was there for it. Aaron, mate, I won't lie. I get, I get the first part of the story, that you you managed to catch a light bulb that had fallen out of your ceiling, like as it happened. But I, what do you, what do you mean you caught it the perfect way, the perfect image of a light bulb? Don't all light bulbs look like, like that? What? How can you catch it in a perfect way? I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Surely they all look the same. I, I'm a bit confused on that one, but. Well done on your lightning-fast reactions. I'm very impressed. I'm sorry as well that that no one was there to witness these. I hope that by sharing them with me, it now feels like you have got that that validation of someone going, oh, wow, that was amazing. Well done. Unless unless you're making them up, because I don't know. I I didn't see them. You could be making it up for clout. But if I'd seen it, I'd know, but I didn't. Sorry. I'll have to doubt them with a heavy dose of scepticism. Alright, coming up next, we'll find out what was going on. I played you a clip earlier. It was utter madness, and you can hear it again next after Beaver Doobie and Care on Wizard Radio. Beba Doobie and Care. This is Wizard Radio with Alec. Hello. I'm going to play Doja Cat in a bit, and then Mars Mikulski is on. Before that, it's me. And we're going to do What's Going On. And at this point, I feel like I should play you this Utterly ridiculous clip. In what's going on? Or what's going on? On on. Yeah, you get the idea. I usually play you a clip of just something, something slightly weird, like confusing, taken completely out of context. And this week, it's it's an absolute gem. What the hell is happening here? That. Such a, a strange noise. <laughs> I believe it is some kind of musical performance, but you had me fooled. So let's see what you've been saying. Um, hello to to Will who sent us a guess. I think I know what's going on. It's someone being hit with a piano around their head whilst they're trying to sing. That's why the piano keys are kind of off, because the person doing the hitting is trying to play the piano at the same time as using it to try and hit the person who's singing, who's really off pitch, because they're being hit whilst they're trying to sing. Before you point out the obvious, Alex, this isn't a grand piano or anything, probably more like a keyboard, (laughs) something a bit more transportable. Ah, yes, Will, because that, that really was the sort of, the, I guess the plot hole in your theory that would have been the, the one reason that it might not have been correct the fact that it would be really hard to whack someone around the head with a grand piano of course I'm glad you've sorted that one um, no it, not quite although I can see why it sounds like that because I mean uh, what a mess but no I can tell you I think there is only one person in that clip uh, it's Not, you know, two people. A person being hit and a person doing the hitting. There is just the one person who's playing the piano and seeing it. Singing. You know what I mean? (laughs) But thank you for your guess, Will. Sasha says, I've seen this before. Isn't this the previously unseen alternative version from Rocky where rocky balboa is singing the theme tune but after he's finished the boxing match so he's kind of slurring a bit because he's literally just walked out of the ring he's trying to have a good time in the bar with all of the lads which is definitely something that happens in rocky but obviously he's also just been absolutely battered (laughs) so it's a bit all over the place um again i haven't i haven't seen the film rocky is this is this song normally the rocky theme tune is that is that why that's coming into your head because if so i see what you've done there i think yes that could be it because oh my gosh (laughs) what is going on again it does sound like someone is a bit worse for wear whilst trying to sing that song but it's not it's not an unseen scene from rocky (laughs) where rocky sings the theme post-fight. Katie, is this an elderly man in an old age home trying to do karaoke? Not
3: even being rude.
0: Best go. And I love hearing old people do karaoke. It's really sweet. Katie! Yes, this could be an elderly man at an old age home doing karaoke, but this elderly man is Elton John, you know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, bless him, he's giving it his best go. It's Elton John! He's not some amateur having a go at a sing-song. It is actually Elton John. (laughs) Come on. Um, You are correct on that front. It is Elton John doing the singing, but it's not a random elderly man covering Elton John. It is actual Elton John. Doing the singing. Hi to Izzy as well. I think I saw this on TV. Is this Elton John's performance for that Global Citizen TV show that was on the BBC at the beginning of lockdown? It was so bad. I remember my mum literally gasped during the performance because she's never heard Elton perform so poorly. It looks a bit strange, really, and this reminds me a lot of that. Your mum your gasped? Wow. Literally gasped. Amazing. Izzy, you are correct. That is it is Elton John performing his hit song, I'm Still Standing. On TV, it it's not the best, is it? And now, now we've established that it is time for me to go. If it's okay, I would like to have have Elton play us out before we go into Doja Cat and Gucci Mane. Have a nice week. I'll see you Saturday.
1: like
2: on my
1: mind I'm here goes another episode of Alec Feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio- based fun.